What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode number 26 of the Fanboys Anonymous Group Meeting Podcast. I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on this panel, I've got Kaylin Ferris. Help me, Tony Mango. God damn it. (laughs) the fuck? I had a really good thing and I fucked it up. Was it... Wait, was it... Tony it was Hobie, Juan Kenobi. Help me, Toby Mango Nobi. <laughs> Toby Mango Nobi. Sorry, since we're just starting, fuck. See, right. I would think it would be either Tony Juan Kenobi, or I'd have to be Mango Fett. <laughs> Mango <laughs> Fett. <laughs> oh shit. Well, we have Kalen Fires. <laughs> also, right. Sam Lasio. <laughs> I hope that was supposed to be chewy and not just like. Uh, I don't know, like one of the things in the background of Jabba's Palace. <laughs> it was one of those old-timey cards. That's how I talk, you know that. <laughs> uh, Sean Skywalker. Something, something, something dark side. Indeed. Any follow-ups to that? <laughs> Family Guy reference, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew White. Hey, hey, hey. And Angie Williams. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you can tell you're like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, so we are going to be talking this episode about Star Wars. This meeting's officially been called to order. And the topic at hand in particular, the special editions or the original cut of the film. Lots and lots of people have been doing this debate back and forth for years now, ever since 1997 when the special editions originally came about. And it seems like there's only one viewpoint, but I don't think I subscribe to that 100%. And I got a feeling that by the end of this conversation, we're going to open up a lot of other people to the possibility that maybe it's not so bad. So first uh, ideas about this whole thing, general impressions and just overall thoughts and stuff like that. What do you guys think when somebody says Star Wars Special Editions and the original cut? Are you a subscriber to Lucas Can Change Things, or is it that whole, they should release the original trilogy, goddammit, because I don't like seeing things change? Who wants to tie again? What do you guys think? I think they should have both available. I think, you know, tinker with it as much as you want, but as long as we still have access to the originals. But they haven't released the originals on Blu-ray as of yet, so... That's what I have a problem with. Yeah, my problem is they haven't released them at all. And I think they should. They're the original works of art. Well, I mean... Aren't they doing it? What was that, Sam? They can't release them. Fox still owns the rights to them. That's true, but I mean, they could have released some of the other things before. Like, they did release an original cut a couple years ago. Mm. So but there I mean, is that. Then, I mean, you got, then you've got two versions of a film floating around. It's kind yeah. of weird. It was confusing enough, I think, in the past when you used to have widescreen and uh, the full screen. Yeah. Sean, what do you I think? Mean, do you go for the uh, special editions or do you go for the other stuff? I have no problem with any of it. Just get rid of Aiden Christensen off my fucking TV and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> You mean at the end of Jedi or just the whole series? Or just in the general. In, general? in life. Yeah, okay, and all of the movies. Just get rid of him. Okay. Yeah, all of the movies. But, just go yeah, into the movie Life is a House and delete, delete him from that. And What's that movie that he did with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, not Jennifer Lopez. God, what's her name? Jessica Alba. Uh, he did a movie with her recently where he's like asleep the whole time, but in surgery and he wakes up or something. And he still can't act. <laughs> I actually discovered the other day that he's banging Rachel Bilson. It's like, damn. Really? Dude's got game. Well, they met on that Jumper movie, which I guess is like the only positive to come out of that Jumper movie. So, <laughs> God, that movie's terrible. Uh, we're not talking about that today. <laughs> we're going to jump back to this. Uh, so, Drew, impressions of special edition original, do you go one or do you go the other or do you not care? Do not care at all. At the end of the day, most for the most part, some of the changes they make or they made were not too big other than just changing facial stuff and lines for the most part. So it's not affecting the overall plot. So it doesn't matter to me. I am 50-50, sort of. I went through, and we're going to be talking about these, breaking them all down, and going through, like, 
different changes that they've made and stuff, I think a lot of the changes are great. Some of them, terrible. Like, there's a wide variety, and uh, I'm not going to pull any punches for the things I like, the things I don't like, and I'm expecting you guys to do the same too, but we're going to get into more specific things now and start breaking it down in a lot of different categories and stuff, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff we could talk about. Is there anything that, like comes first to your mind or whatever, Kalen? Well, one thing that Sam had pointed out before we started recording here today was that age might have a factor in this and how how young or old you were when you first saw the updated special editions. And I'm the oldest one on the panel here. I'm 38. So when the 97 editions came out, I was already 20 years old. So I already had 20 years of watching the original ones and you know on VHS tapes and in the theater getting to know them. And I never saw the first one in the theater. I was a little too young, but I did see Empire and Jedi in the theater. And, you know, watching them over the years and stuff, you get used to it. You know, you see it so many times. And then when they change something that late, it's it's very jarring. So I, I know, for example, Drew, you know, who's like 15 or something, I wouldn't be 20. as much of a deal for him. So, you know, being able to see them. So you only you were born the year that the that the new ones came out, right? No, the I was born. I was born in 95, so no, I was not born a year. Well, close. But I will, but I, but I will say I, I have seen the updated versions more than I have seen the original cut. I had to go find those when I was with my dad because my dad pirated a lot of stuff. So I will say I had to find original cuts of stuff. Now, from my point of view, I'm 28 when we're recording this. I wasn't really into Star Wars until the special editions had come out and I got a chance to actually rewatch this stuff because I had known about them because you can't not know about Star Wars. Like, I mean, it's impossible. You know the twist of Empire before you know what movie it's from, you know, because you hear people parodying I Am Your Father, and even though that's the wrong line. But uh, the special editions were the first ones that I had watched of the originals. And... Eventually, when I realized, like, what do you mean special edition? Because I thought that that was just, like, maybe better graphics and maybe a cooler box that it was in, you know? Like, that's it. But then I went back and I rewatched the original cuts, and I was just like, I don't see what's so fantastic about why people are arguing this. Because my major point of view here, I'm already to throw my cards on the table for this, I think the special editions and the re-releases and stuff, they're good. There's a couple major flaws, but I don't subscribe to the idea that you have to preserve the original and that's the good one that you should watch because there are so many things that they've improved on. And I only hear a couple arguments from people that are pro-original cut. And I I know we're going to go through them, and I'm going to throw out this one as the thing that will bust my case already, Han and Greedo. Don't the, even start. That is the one thing that pisses me off. Now that, I totally agree with the original cut people on this. Han shot first to help with Greedo. Greedo didn't shoot at all. No. No, exactly. <laughs> Han I, shot first, I, Greedo and, got shot. I understand the argument. I, I see why people say Greedo shot first. And I even understand Lucas's argument for it. But no, I still believe Han shot first too. Mm-hmm. And for the people that don't know, the reason why that they did this change, Lucas said he wanted to change it because he didn't think that Han shooting first was a thing that a good guy could do. Exactly. But he yep. wasn't a good guy then. That right. was his character. It That's totally like... changes his character arc. He starts off as kind of a you know villainous... Shady. Yeah, shady guy. He's only in it for himself. He's willing to do whatever it takes. And it totally takes away from the way his character develops over the series of the movies. Yeah, that's why it's so important. I mean, you see what kind of person he is, and throughout the movie, you you see him slowly change. Yeah, and that's something that changes the continuity of the film, because you take a guy who is supposed to be learning how to be a good guy in the original cut, but then in the special edition, well, he already is a good guy. So then he's just 
an ass. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, then you change the character around and stuff. So I fully agree for the people that are going to say that I like that. No, 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 no. That is one of the things that I do not like, and I will go original cut all the way, especially because the way they changed it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. With his head jerking to the side. Right. And that's, you mean to tell me too that Greedo is a foot He's away from him? Bank. And he misses the shot? Yeah. Yeah. What point kind blank of a bounty range. hunter are you, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Lucas's argument was that, like, there was so much smoke and everything from the shooting that in his mind, Greedo had always shot first. You just can't see it. But oh, you only hear bullshit. one, you only hear one shot. Yeah. There's but... only one shot fired. That's actually something we should bring up, too, right before we start getting into some of the other specifics, too, is the idea that George Lucas always maintains that he thinks of all this ahead of time, but he clearly doesn't. He's just bullshitting. Oh, yeah. Because if we were to say that he had all of this planned start to finish, then why the hell are Luke and Leia kissing? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. They're siblings. Ew. <laughs> Gross. They didn't know it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all according to Leia. She always knew. Yeah, that she does it's say that just... line. <laughs> and then Han's just like, "Wait, what family am I getting into?" <laughs> and why? And why does I, I know we're talking about like Episode Four right now? But why does she keep it from Han in Return of the Jedi? He's right. like, well, "Are you going to tell me what you and Luke are talking about?" And she's like, "I can't." You love him, and don't you? And well, of course the, I do. Like, yeah, it's like you love him. And it's like, of course. It's like, duh. I oh, you don't know. <laughs> Because you didn't tell him. You love him, don't you? Well, can't you see what he could do with that mechanical hand? <laughs> You're a hand hot. solo. <laughs> but, Han, uh, so the, the Han shot first, Greedo shot first thing. I think we all can agree Han shot first, and that's just fuck the special edition version. Well, see, the yep. thing is, I didn't start watching Star Wars until like 2001, two. I, I just when I can really remember watching The Phantom Menace and you know, I've watched them all since in the original cut. So to me, it was always weird to find out this argument that people had because I didn't up until like a few years ago. I didn't know until I looked on the Internet. I didn't know this was an actual argument. Mm. So I had to actually go look it up. So, you know, so after doing research on it, it makes sense. But to me, I really never cared about this for the main point that it never affected me anyways, because I wasn't around for to go from the transition to the original to the special, so I was just like, okay, that's cool, I guess. So, to you, has Greedo always shot first? I guess so, but, you know, after, like, <laughs> I guess, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, but now it's Han Solo did shoot, and Greedo never really shot at all, but for the longest time until I found out the argument for it, it was just, oh yeah, that one time Greedo missed a shot that could have potentially killed, you know, one of the main characters of the show. Yeah, he did. So <laughs> I it was an argument that I understand now, but when I was like six or seven I didn't know existed. So Right. But the <laughs> thing that gets me, it's a character defining moment. It it defines who he is. Yeah. And it's right in the beginning of the movie. So And and I do get that now, like looking back on it, you know, it makes sense for, you know, Pon Solo transitions for being this uh smuggler, uh shady guy only doing things for himself to to potentially saving, let's be honest here. Han Solo should never be the reason why they should be winning the battle. So I will say that now. But, you know, it's a weird thing that they would edit. And Lucas's explanation of it's weird. But George Lucas is kind of a, of a crazy guy, to be honest with you. So, you know, it is what it is for the most part. Well, I tried to break these down because there's a lot of changes that they've made. But a lot of them are just, like, superfluous. Like, we could sit there and go through all the graphics and stuff, which is kind of, you know, we'll just lump that all together a little bit later on. But I tried to break it up into mostly four categories, which are uh, changes to continuity and deleted scenes, visual effects and sound changes, and just the miscellaneous stuff or whatever. And we're talking about a, a big change to continuity here. One of the other things that is something that they, they added in here after the fact is... Oh, uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, Oh, no, I'm not even jumping to that one yet. We're going to save that one. This is going to be something that maybe some people might not have even noticed here. It's the sound change. The blooper that we had in A New Hope where the stormtrooper bumps his head. Mm -hmm. uh, when they realized that that was an issue, they realized it after they had already released the movie and stuff. So they were screwed. It was like, well, that's just in there for good now unless they decided to change it. 
instead of changing it and like refilming another stormtrooper or something like that, they added a bumping sound effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't even know I about love that. it. Yeah, they so now it, it actually into a humor. Yeah, it, it becomes like an actual thing now, like that it was like supposed to be planned and stuff. And if you watch episode two, when they have Django Fett go into the uh, the Slave One ship, if you zoom in on your screen and you boost your sound effects and up uh, up enough, he bumps his head. So that is incredible. It's a like a stormtrooper clone trooper kind of trait that got passed along. Now they've changed it to where the stormtroopers aren't the clone troopers, but maybe that's just like the one that kind of slipped by, and that's why he's a, an idiot that's bumping his head because he's an old fool, you know. I'm okay with that change. I think that one. Is I, funny. I am too. Yeah, that's like the good thing that they should be doing, and the more that they do that stuff, the more the special editions are cool because that kind of takes something from the past that was a mistake and makes a continuity. Like, um, you see, I, I think they did it well. They just added a little sound effect. It's kind of subtle. But at least they didn't go over the top and be have him say "ow" oh, or something like right. that. that. Ow, my head! It's a shame that I got this trait from Django. <laughs> it's still quick, and you know they could have cut the entire goddamn thing. But mm. no, they're just like, we know everyone knows this, so here it is. Yeah, and I would expect them to just cut it out, but they right. left it and, yeah. and emphasized it. They so turned it into good a on really them. funny moment. And they've done that with a lot of things that I think are really good changes. Like they've added a, that job of the hut scene to a new hope where I actually don't like that. I think he looks really bad. Yeah. He, that's, he that's what good. I said. Oh, that's he's terrible. like, he's the number one gangster in the galaxy and he's going to come make a house call to Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree that he ridiculous. looks bad, but it makes sense to have him talk to him a little bit though, because you get to meet him and you get to see Boba Fett there. And that starts actually bringing up the idea that a lot of people go, wait a minute. That means that Boba Fett was on Tatooine. What is he? The one that screwed up, uh, Owen and I Baruch. definitely believe that he killed Luke's aunt and uncle. Right. Cause that's, that would uh, play into the whole no disintegrations thing. Right. There's no other time in the whole series where stormtroopers are that good and they fry people to a skeleton. Right. But Boba Fett, you know, maybe it's a different story. I still don't like having Jabba there. He's not the kind of person to do his own legwork, I think. You know, like like Sam was saying. it's And plus, the big thing about that is it ruins the reveal of him in Return of the Jedi. Definitely. You know, because, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's this mythical gangster they're talking about, Jabba. I mean, you know, it's part of our culture now. You say Jabba, everybody pictures him. But at the time, you know, you hear about Jabba the Hutt and you're like, oh, who is this Jabba the Hutt? And, you know, thankfully they cut out the scene that where he was just the, the Scottish sounding guy. Yeah, the guy and, that would have been really bad if they would have kept that in yeah. there. <laughs> and they, they put the digital thing over it, which I think is worse. They should have just, you know, kept that scene completely out of there. It was unnecessary. And I, I think it was better leaving the air of mystery and just wondering who this Jabba is until they did the final reveal in his palace. Although technically, though, if you watch episode one to six, you would have already seen him in Phantom Menace. You're not supposed to watch him in that order. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's technically the order you're supposed to watch him in. But for all those years, you only had those three. There's actually another change that happened with Boba Fett that retroactively changed the continuity a little bit. They got, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Tamura Morrison, the guy who does the, he, he was Django Fett and he was the clones and stuff. They redubbed him over Boba Fett. Yeah, I remember that. Which I am actually yeah. did that. Makes sense though, right? I mean, technically he's a clone. So Not why a should fan he of that. sound any different? That yeah, that, that, that I don't think is necessary. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. I just and then I feel bad for the guy who did the voice. He's yeah, gone. the classic voice actor. But I just don't think that it was necessary. And it's one of those things where the Tem- Temuera Morrison or whatever his name is, the Django Fett, his voice, I don't like the way his voice sounds. It's not as intimidating as the original voice, I think. It sounds a little goofy because of his accent. Fair enough, but doesn't it make more sense that if he's the clone that he would have the same voice? I mean, continuity-wise, yeah, it makes yeah. more sense. But I'm a stickler I, for continuity. I enjoy it. I'm going to go for aesthetics over continuity. Fair enough. Yeah, me too. So then I'll bring this one up and see what you guys think about this. Ian McDiarmid replacing 
and this is a weird combination, but in uh, The Empire Strikes Back, it wasn't Ian McDiarmid who was the, the Emperor. It was uh, Elaine Baker, mm-hmm. the voice of Clive Revel, and the eyes of a chimpanzee. Yep. Now, this is one that I'm okay with. Yeah, because... <laughs> I would hope so. Well, n- not only does the original one look goofy, I mean, that's what I grow to, grew to be used to for a long time, but this is taking something, this is continuity-wise from the original trilogy. You were just keeping among that original trilogy. You know, you're taking something from Jedi and you're putting in an Empire Strikes Back. That I'm okay with. The the Jango Fett uh, Stormtrooper voice, or I'm sorry, Jango Fett Boba Fett voice, doing that is taking something from the uh, prequels and putting it in the original trilogy. See, I don't like that mixing, but I'm okay with the going from episode six to episode five. Going from two to, to uh, five, not so much. Hmm. It's it's mixing of the original trilogy and the prequels that I'm not happy with. Well, I got a different topic to branch off from there, but before I move on to that, what do you what else does everybody else think about the the replacement of the emperor? I'm for I, it. I like that they did that. Yeah, I I do too. He looks a lot better and just that's what you know is the emperor now. Mm-hmm. I think that was positive. Sean, are you upset that they got rid of the uh Elaine Baker? In all honesty, can't remember it. I just remember the Emperor as the Emperor at, the, at this point. You don't remember those big eyeballs that they had? Yeah, the goofy-looking thing. Nope. Weird as fuck looking. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to Google it. For anybody who doesn't remember what it looks like, if you do Google it, you'll be like, oh, crap. Wow. Okay, good. Cause, but that, that, those eyes. That was one thing that I always thought was weird, though, You know, watching the, the original trilogy saying, oh, I, he looks different in this one. You know, mm-hmm. when he finally shows up, he looks a little different. So that was kind of weird, but... Got a little plastic surgery. Fix those eyeballs. <laughs> but you brought up the idea of mixing the prequels. And there's two other big changes when it comes to continuity. Mm. Uh, they're, they're both tied together. Uh, one of them, I think everybody will kind of agree, good idea. One of them, pretty sure everybody's going to agree it's a bad idea. They re- changed the scars on Anakin's head to go more with what happens in episode three. So he has like, you know, the right, you know, slash marks and stuff like that. But then they added Hayden Christensen as a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Did they do something with the eyebrows as well? Oh yeah. They they took the eyebrows off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they changed the eye color as well. Really? I didn't even know about that one. That I didn't notice, but yeah. See, to me, the ghost at the end, that really was a big mistake in changing. To me, I know, Tony, you're not as huge into Star Wars as you are some other things. So I'll, I'll put it this way. Let's I know you're a big James Bond fan, right? Mm. So let's say that they retro, retroactively go back and they put Daniel Craig in all of the original James Bond films. They digitally replace Sean Connery and Roger Moore. And then they say, no, here's the new one, because this is James Bond. Right. I mean, I'm I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I I put it a little bit lower than Bond, probably, depending on, like, my mood sort of thing. But I totally get that. I mean, I am not in any way arguing pro Hayden Christensen. (laughs) No, I'm not not 100% against the idea. The issue I have with it is it's Hayden Christensen in, like, 2005 and 06. And the issue is they didn't, like, make him put makeup on because it's, like, few years after Revenge of the Sith, right? So, well, I don't get it. He just looks like he's about the same age as fucking Luke in the new one. Well, see, that's my problem with it. I understood the logic of it, saying that this is when Anakin Skywalker died. And also why I'm actually pro-Hayden Christensen, which I'm never pro-Hayden Christensen. (laughs) I'm actually pro-Hayden in Return of the Jedi. Like I said, I'm a stickler with continuity. It's, It's not a big deal to me. Because we literally see the actor for, like, a minute when the helmet comes off, and then for two seconds as a ghost. Oh, well? See, it still sets an, an important scene, and it just is... I mean, you still... I, you I know st- why they did I know why they did it. Yeah. But I still don't think... I don't know, sort of... I don't think that's when he really died. Mm-hmm. They're going a little bit too poetic for me. Yeah. 
And Not enough justice with that poetic. What also kind of bugged me about it was when they did this, they recorded it when they were recording Revenge of the Sith because they were going to mm-hmm. do the, the stuff after that. So they already knew everything that happened with Qui-Gon. Why not put Qui-Gon in there, too? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That would make sense. I didn't think of that. I mean, Luke didn't know who he was, but well, they should have yeah, added they, that in there, too. They never once mentioned Qui-Gon. It would have been a little weird if he just randomly popped up. <laughs> or something that I think would have been really kind of cool if they could have done it. You you know, if you can't use that same shot, you can replace a, a Sir Alec Guinness with Obi-Wan, and you can, uh, with Ewan McGregor, I mean. And of course, you can replace Yoda easily because Yoda's just CGI, and you could replace Anakin with whatever. But they could have done something where maybe they had like a big shot of like all of the Jedi. Like, oh God, no! That he brings balance to the Force, and there's like a a group of like you know a thousand Jedi, and it just you just see like a whole bunch of white lights that now, keep that going been, back. That would have been really cool, but I think they established that this whole Force Ghost thing is relatively new. Yeah. And relatively only for, like, powerful Jedi are able to do that. But wouldn't it kind of be, like, justified if you said, well, he brought balance to the Force, so all good people, like, kind of like the whole idea of, like, if the Force is heaven and that kind of thing, like, if you're good, you go to heaven, so all the Jedi do, instead of, like, well, you, you're an important one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's something that's never really been established, has it, in the, in the continuity? Can the Sith be Force ghosts? I don't think in the current canon they can. Although it would have been really weird if Palpatine just popped up and went like, hey, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being dead, goddammit. Luke! I kind of like the, uh, the robot chicken thing where Darth Vader kills Jar Jar and then Jar Jar's a force ghost and just hangs out with him. Yeah, for like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I would argue the Hayden Christensen thing is like, they didn't need to change that and it's a little bit weird and the, the editing's kind of odd because he like looks down and they're looking at him and they could have done that a lot better. But I'm going to bring something up here that I think switches the argument. I don't see any argument whatsoever in why they should keep the original cuts when it comes to sound effects and the visual effects. Because we had so many issues before that have been replaced. Like we had the CGI Yoda uh, replacing the puppet in The Phantom Menace. The puppet was garbage. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I'm in favor of that change. We got there's a shot in A New Hope where Leia and Luke are on that little like, uh, what do we call it? Like the little balcony kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and they're gonna do that little swing across. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm just doing a piss poor job of explaining it. Uh, And Leia's shooting at the stormtroopers, and just for that one scene, uh, in the original cut, her blaster sounds like a magnum. It just goes like, and it's like, why is it those couple of shots sound different? And they corrected that, so it sounds like it does in every other blaster out there. So it sounds like, pew, pew. Yeah, like the way that it normally should. Uh, They added like a lot of like ADR lines, like the, the close the blast doors wasn't in the original cut. It was just, open the blast doors, open the blast doors. But adding in close the blast doors makes it make more sense because it's like, well, why did they close beforehand? Oh, okay, because the guy said to close them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The change of the alphabet, they had English and they changed it to the Orabesh. On the tractor beam? Yeah. Yep. So that makes sense because why would they be writing in English? You know? Well, I mean, why in Return of the Jedi when Jabba is talking, is he saying, like, the weird Jedi mind trick? That's weird as hell. I don't know why they kept that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are the only things that translate over from Hatiz to basic, I think is what they call it. I yes. think it's called basic, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of Jedi basic. mind trick. It's like, when it, when people don't, don't know Spanish, try to speak Spanish, and they just add O at the end of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi mind trick O, or something. <laughs> Shino and Ballo. Yeah. <laughs> They've added extra tentacles to the Sarlacc pit to make that look a little bit more... Just like the whole Venus flytrap. Oh, I yeah. hate that. Just if it was just a few extra tentacles... Yeah, the tentacles fine. were fine. What right. they did with the mouth is horrible. But yeah, like the, yeah, the mouth, the snakehead looking thing, like that, that was weird. Ridiculous. Uh, they added... Uh, well, they actually... No, they didn't add this one. They took, took away 
when the Wampa scratches Luke, apparently in the original cut, you can see the puppeteer's arm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's that, like... That's one of the tiny things that I think was a good idea. Yeah, that's that's in, in the most positive light. To me, that was really positive, is when Alderaan blows up and the uh, Death Star blows up, that they added that little ring to yeah. the explosion. So it yeah. looks like fireworks going off and an actual explosion of a planet. Instead of just yeah. like somebody lit a flame over black paper. Right, like the 4th of July. like Right. What did and you guys stuff, think about... Oh, go ahead. Uh, that stuff to me, all in general, I think is... They're all positives, except for maybe the Sarlacc thing. But what were you going to say? Uh, as far as adding things, because they just added that ring for the explosion. Uh, in the first one, when Han Solo chases the stormtroopers down the hall, and he gets down to the end, and they added like thousands more behind him. You remember that scene? I like it, but they didn't do anything with it. It's not like an army started chasing them. Yeah, it, it was unnecessary. I mean, it was there was it's already he was already outnumbered. It's just I yeah. don't know why they had to take it to that next level. It didn't make sense to me. That was a little unnecessary. Like they could have spent the time working on that to change were up those, like a couple other little things. Were those you know? walking lizards on Tatooine? Uh yeah. All right, that, the dobacks. When yeah. you improve the graphics, it's one thing, but when you just add shit. That's mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, like, like I'm all in favor of, you know, like when the, the X-Wings and, and TIE Fighters are flying in space and the original ones, you can kind of see the red square, like the outline, the mats of them, you know, how they actually compose the film. And they took all that stuff out. They cleaned that up. And that's great because there's absolutely no reason to have that. It was just sloppy editing, and which, you know, which is what they had at the time. But adding things like, you know, the little rodents, you know, when they're coming in on the speeder into Moss Eisley for the first time and you see these little digital rats jumping around or whatever. It's like, what is the point of that? That Does that really add that much to it? It's yeah. distracting. Well, the, uh, the special editions also didn't get one thing right. In every movie when they're in space and they're fighting, I still have to hit mute so that it's more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get rid of that, though. <laughs> But they did add, like, the Ewoks never blinked until the special edition. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which that is something I, I never noticed. Into, yeah, I never noticed that, but I, I, really, never noticed I thought that. it was a good idea. And it's the really eye, nice. eye of the creature in the trash compactor also does that, too. Yeah, that one blinks, which I, yeah. I think is gross as hell. I don't know why they don't make it different. Oh, thing that, that thing scared me. When I was little, that whole scene scared me to death. Yeah. I did laugh really hard, way too hard than I should have, when I was reading something the other day where it said about, uh, I was listing, uh, going through a list of all the deaths that have happened, and one of them lists that, and then it says a little asterisk on it, uh, I think it's like Wikipedia or whatever, it says like, technically it doesn't die in the trash compactor scene, it just theoretically should have died when the whole Death Star blew up, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that little thing tries to figure out a way to survive a, a trash compactor, and then it's just kind of like, oh man, another day. This is great. Wait, what's that sound? <laughs> um, another thing that they added when it comes to graphics and stuff, the throne room in the background when they switched from widescreen and stuff, they thought that they had everything in frame, and they didn't. So they had matte paintings of people. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the original version, you can tell that these are just cardboard cutouts and stuff. And now they're real people. So it's like, great. That was positive. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't see any defense for the stupid Bantha covering the screen in A New Hope. Or yeah, that, was that little, like, beep, 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 kind of thing that happens with all the extra stupid crap when they're going to Moss Eisley. It's like, uh, uh, and that, the singing aliens in the cantina. All right. That's one oh, thing. Oh, oh. I yes. fucking hate. Yes, the worst. I will put up with Han shooting first and Hayden Christensen as the ghost mm-hmm. 10 times better than this Max Rebo band that they changed. Mm-hmm. I would say that, that might be the worst change in all of them. It was for the kids. Yeah. And what kid likes that crap? <laughs> like, It's terrible. It's The song is ear grating. The special effects look like crap. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's weird, like, what's up with the fetish kind of stuff? Like, why am I looking at this? They have, like, ten boobs. Yeah, Boba Fett flirts with one of them. Just kind of like, hey, it's up, baby. And it's like, ah, like, (laughs) these are disgusting. Like, they did add one thing that I I do like. The 
scene of the the one dancer that falls into the ranker pit. That's new, and it's the same woman for yeah. ten years yeah. beforehand, and she looks exactly the same. So credit to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you look at the way that people look for the Force Awakens, and you're like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was kind of okay with that one. I mean, it didn't really add too much, I don't think. You know, at least they didn't show the Rancor at that point. They just kind of showed the door opening and... Yeah, and her frightened And face. her reaction, so... And cut away. That added, but I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. Nah, maybe not, like, I'm necessary, not... necessary, but... Again, me being a stickler with continuity and stuff, I did appreciate in Return of the Jedi when they added the different planets all celebrating. Yeah, that's a great one. The like statue Sonic. falling on Coruscant? Yeah. Although I don't like how there's the Gungans that go, we so free! Because uh, that's now the last line in the trilogy. Yeah. We so free. Oh god, it is, isn't it? Yeah, because before that it was, he's my brother. And now it's we so free. Listen, they are free now. You should be happy for them. They Fuck should the have been wiped out. Tony... That, that should have been the first thing that happened. At Order 65... All the Jedi's. <laughs> wipe out the Gungans. Is it a joke or is JJ seriously putting the bones of Jar Jar on Jakku? I think it's a joke, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they put that in there. I really hope so. If they do, they should do like an actual close-up shot and just a little like title screen that says "Bones of Jar Jar." Insert applause. Okay, yeah. now back to the movie. <laughs> I almost wish he hadn't botched Jar Jar so badly. I would have been fine with him including it. Because there's that like fan theory floating around right now that he was really a Sith. Darth Jar Jar. Thing. Yeah. yeah Which I, I almost, I don't look at it and go, oh my god, Jar Jar was a Sith. I actually look at it and go, oh, I kind of see where George Lucas was going to go with that. But then he abandoned it because everybody hated Jar Jar. I don't think he was going to go anywhere with that. I thought he was just kind no. of like, wouldn't this be funny? Look, he could get, like, step on poop. Yay. I think George was I... smoking too much wacky-backy. No, again, I think I'm... it was for the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was, was for the it kids. It was to make he, money off of. He, I mean, he's quoted as saying that the prequels are supposed to mirror the original. And in the original, he says that Yoda is supposed to be one of those unsuspecting creatures in mythology that turn out to be, like, this really important thing. And in that regard, Jar Jar would have been the mirror of Yoda. And they just kind of threw in Dooku in the second one, where Jar Jar could have actually battled Yoda, and they kind of would have been battling their counterparts, in a way. Uh, No, I didn't think he was going anywhere with that. I think he was just going to go with normal, stupid, wacky jokes, if everybody liked him. You know what this movie needs? More poop jokes! Yeah, Yeah, I didn't like that. um, I think Jar Jar is chewy. Just... Comedic uh, relief. version of Chewie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chewie was just cool, not though. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Chewie's cool, and Jar Jar is a pain in the ass. Well, Jar Jar's not really a pain in the ass. Jar Jar just like makes that joke, and it's like, uh, I don't want. Uh, it's one of those type of things. Jar Jar's. Eh. Chewie's like does his little growl, and it's like, <laughs> it's I so forget true. how I worded it exactly. Uh, there's a an article that'll be coming up soon. I already wrote it out about ways that you could fix the prequels and. There's something that I wrote in there, again, you, you'll read it in verbatim what it was in there, but I said something along the lines of, like, Jar Jar is the annoying kid in class that just begs for attention. <laughs> he he purposely threw himself in front of, uh, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, exactly. He <laughs> threw himself into that situation. So thankfully they haven't added Jar Jar into the original trilogy in any way, except for that little Wisa Free thing, but I do like I don't that. Think t- that was Jar Jar, wasn't it? No, just- I don't think so. So... Will Jar Jar be in the seventh movie? He better not. I mean, he's still alive, technically, I believe. At least I don't they never mentioned him dying. You know what, though? What if that is Jar Jar that's saying we so free, and that's just Lucas's way to saying fuck you to everybody? Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know what? I'm going to give him the last goddamn line in the last mm. Star Wars movie, and we're never going to make a seventh one. Ah, oh, crap, I need some money. Let's do it. <laughs> well, Jar Jar became a twisted politician by the third episode. Yeah. So like, Jar Jar was not a good guy anymore. He was like Palpatine's like he was in his posse. So like I don't think that would have been Jar Jar going Wisa free. Jar Jar would have been in the uh He would have been like, ah, oh, damn it. He would have been in the Imperial Senate. Like But you know, Palpatine yeah. has just been using him because Jar Jar is so misleading. I gotta imagine Palpatine would have killed him. 
by Palpatine the end of Palpatine probably hated three. him. That's probably why he took him captive at some point. That's why he's so happy that he's free. Somebody joked that uh, uh, Grand Admiral Snoke in Episode Seven is going to be Jar Jar. So, for some reference for the listeners and viewers out there, we're recording this in December of 2015. So, the new one's going to come out in less than two weeks. So, we're not really sure what's happening in that. Now, for you guys on the panel, what would you think about them incorporating things from the new movies, which haven't come out yet, back into episodes four, five, six, and one, two, and three? Like taking things in The Force Awakens. And then retconning the other ones again. You know, have we ever gotten to the point yet where they've done re-releases and like uh, miniature updates to the uh, prequel series or the Steelbook versions that they just came out with of the DVDs? They tweaked a couple little things here and there, but it's not, not really all that much. But it's something major. Like, I mean, no. not, nothing's too major for the most part when it comes to the original series when they re-release stuff. They just edit some stuff uh, as necessary, but they haven't done anything too extreme. I don't think there's any need to go back to the original, well, now the original six, but now the six films to actually tweak anything for Force Awakens. But there was a shot in the trailer for Force Awakens where they're going into this place that has like a ton of flags all over the front. And there's a bunch of pod racing flags. So they're, they're like, there's little references here and there, I think, from the prequels, but. I don't I'm think... going to hold off judgment to say if they should add anything or not until the movie happens, which I don't think it's going to be horrible or anything. But there might be some stuff that would be kind of cool, like maybe something like real simple, like if they're looking at a star map, maybe add Jakku. Or like if there's some kind of a, maybe a thing with like the First Order, maybe you can throw in like... um. I don't know, like if, if Supreme Leader Snoke is supposed to be around for like decades and decades and stuff, maybe there's like a little trinket that's on like Palpatine's desk that is like an ancient Sith artifact or, you know, like something like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But, but going I mean, forward, like, going back, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say that like if one of the things in the trailers that Kylo Ren says is he says, nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. He never actually, like, nobody actually knows what he's talking about. I mean, it could be the search for immortality that they mentioned in Episode 3. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the extermination of the Jedi, like, it, we never know. So, I mean, there could be things from the prequels that do pop up as story plots in Episode 7. But, I mean, nothing other than the Empire, obviously. Nothing directly from the prequels affects the originals so what I, if they're not gonna say the originals they don't have to affect the new ones overall the big thing that bothers me and like you said if they added jeku in the star scene or anything like that but every time you go back and watch that you're gonna be like oh that's the part that they added which to me yeah. is what this all boils down to for the most part because like i said for the first 20 years of my life i had the original movies every time i watch it now I, you know, it's, it takes me out of the movie because I'm like, that's new. That's new. They added that. That sound effects has changed. I can't just watch it and enjoy the story at like I used to be able to with the new well, edition I mean, because I'm too focused on everything that's changed. I'm sorry? You said you're 38? That's correct. So you've almost lived as long with it, with it changed than you did with it before it was changed. That's true. But, I mean, even still, you get to know something one way. And I've watched it probably the unchanged, the original version, more than I've watched the updated versions. I'm going to throw a couple more out to you, and I'm going to see if any of these, you ever picked up on any of them before. That scene where Biggs and Luke talk to each other before the Death Star. Yeah, I know they added that. I thought that was unnecessary, but I didn't think it was bad. Don't you think that that's a good way for them to give him like a little bit of a point for why he gets killed? Like, Hey, you know, the, the guy that I mentioned from earlier, like, Buddy, what's up? Oh, man, Buddy died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool seeing a little bit more of a background with that. They added, and this is something I really didn't notice at all, but Luke gives a hug to Wedge at the end of Return of the Jedi. The big Ewok celebration thing. Mm-hmm. Never noticed that he didn't do that before. So. Well, those oh, are I such didn't little... know. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Uh, they added subtitles for the conversation in Return of the Jedi with Jabba. Apparently they didn't have that. <laughs> I'm glad that they... I like when they have subtitles. I kind of want to know what they're saying. I would rather them have subtitles and speak 
in some different language than for, to have them just have like a weird accent, like the Nemoians. Imagine if Jabba mm-hmm. spoke English; it would have been weird. Yeah, like Watto's ridiculous, but um, he's also racist. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we start doing the movie club stuff. Um, the original line when he uh, when Han is shooting the Sarlacc was "Trust me," and now it's I can see a lot better. Yeah, they had a few little weird line changes like that. Yeah. That that was one that I thought was strange. Also in Dagobah, when Luke is cleaning up R2, and he used to say, lucky you don't taste very good, and they changed it to, you were lucky to get out of there. Why was that needed to be changed? That's I don't weird. like how they changed it. I yeah. really thought the... Yeah, the original, you're lucky you don't taste very good. Yeah, That's that funny. funny. I like that. that. That is funnier. Maybe some robots didn't like it. Maybe that was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, went yeah. through their test polling and, you know... They got to be hey. PC. You can't ignore the uh, the robot audience. Yeah. Or the, the droid <laughs> audience. We should be, you know, use the correct term. <laughs> They're real uh, sensitive nowadays. They finally credited James Earl Jones as being the voice of Darth Vader. That's good. I didn't know that he was uncredited. Yeah, that's weird that he isn't, wasn't it? Yeah. It Did originally was just David Prowse. That, like, Australian guy or whatever. Or the Austrian David Prowse, guy. yeah. Yeah. Which he would have been so terrible if you watch the scenes before they redubbed them and it's just kind of like, I want them alive. <laughs> like, oh, God. Uh, I want to argue this point back and forth. I hope that somebody either has a really strong argument for the other side or we can all just totally agree. Victory Celebration versus the Yub Yub song. Yub Nub all the way, 100%. Yub Nub, that's what it was? Yub Nub. Yub Nub. I hate that song. Victory Celebration is so great. I prefer Victory Celebration, but the nostalgia factor for me makes me miss it. Yeah, I'm with you. I See, don't you guys think that that's a little bit too ridiculous, though? The whole, like, you know, stuff like they're little teddy bears dancing at the end of our Star Wars story. <laughs> and that song fits them perfectly. Oh, God, I hate it. I, I can't. I can't see any reason for it. Tony, why do you just hate all of these people in the way they either sing or just be happy that they're free from the control of the dark side? I don't understand what your problem is. Because all the Ewoks should have been killed. Listen, listen, Tony, Tony, listen. Listen, me and you, we watch How I Met Your Mother. Mm. We we know what uh, Neil Patrick or Barney was saying, okay? Ewoks are cool. the, The Ewok line. And they well, can blink now. Exactly. I, see, I don't. I don't like the Ewoks at all. Uh, all right. Let me let me clarify it this way. I don't like any of the Ewoks except for two of them. I like the, the one, one who shot, dies. Right. <laughs> the one shot of Wicket where he hits himself in the head. That he swings that the bolus thing. How around. are you going to have yeah. that in the same scene as one that blows up and another that cries and mourns the death of his friend? Well, that one, I admit, I feel bad for that one because he's kind of like, oh, you're so unemotional. But see, that you, you should have put that guy out of his misery when he was all upset about his friend. You should have killed him too. <laughs> <laughs> that should have like, been like it's like when you hit a swan and the other swan is crying, so you back your car up. <laughs> Like, oh, cool. Imagine this. I mean, obviously they couldn't do this when it comes to, like, the, the story itself or whatever like that. But just imagine how much fun a scene would have been if we could have had the Emperor come onto that moon and just force lightning the hell out of those little fuckers. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would have enjoyed that. I'd have been cracking up the whole damn time. So I, I can't do Yub Nub. To me, that's like... The end of uh, Return of the King, how it keeps going on forever, and then they get into, like, the they go back to the Shire, and it's just kind of like, oh, man, the cooler ending was when it was, like, you bow to no one. And then you have to go back to this whole, like, kind of thing, and I'm like, oh, crap, yeah, we live in a world, world of, like, little midgets and wizards and stuff, and that takes me out of it. And when you see the little... Uh, the little bears and they're all like kind of stuff. I'm like, well, crap. Am I watching like the Sprout Network? I thought I was watching a story about the ultimate evil was just thrown into a core reactor and blew up. And <laughs> <laughs> so victory celebration to me. You got more uh, John Williams, who is just amazing. And that song is so good. You know, it's catchy. Leads into the whole da 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 ba da ba da ba instead of yub nub. Like, 
Uh, I, that, I do like the other song. I do like it, but... Had it been there in the original, I'm sure I'd like it a lot better. It's just one of those other things where I'm watching it's like, oh, they're not going to do the Ub Nub song. And it's, it's disappointing <laughs> every time I get to the end now. So I'm like, oh, they changed that. That's right. So I'll give you guys a softball that's very anti-special edition. No. No. Terrible. His silence Terrible. His silence said more than the no ever could. Yeah, silence that silence, it was so powerful. You had no idea what he was truly going to do. And then he he does it without a word. Sometimes less is more. Should have gone back and edited Revenge of the Sith. So instead mm-hmm. of him screaming no, it would have just been or something like that or just... Yeah. Well, they did. They did change the no in Revenge of the Sith a little bit in the. Blue oh, they Red did. Edition. Yeah. Is it still kind of ridiculous though? though? Oh, it's still ridiculous. <laughs> but it's. I believe they changed it slightly from the 2005 version to the 2011 Blu-ray. Wouldn't okay. that right there kind of tell you a problem where like Lucas is going, yeah, we, you know, we got to change that no, and people go, oh, we all agree it's terrible, and he goes, let's do another recording. Fuck, no, it's not another recording. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's funny that the greatest things about Star Wars came from George Lucas and the worst things about Star Wars came from George Lucas. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, we got to remember Lawrence Kasdan and uh, Gary Kurtz because they made lots of contributions. Mm -hmm. So some of the, I mean, that the line, I love you, I know, that's Harrison Ford. Yeah. But the last one I have down on my list is actually the very first special edition change. And it's not even for the special editions. Episode four, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Remember, originally it was just Star Wars. It was just Star oh, Wars. Yeah, they should have changed it to episode four. Mm-hmm. But that changes it completely, because if you would have just made that, you know, The Empire Strikes Back as episode two, then you don't do the prequels anymore. You don't go back in time for anything. That's a huge change. Well, it was called episode four in 97, right? When they changed it. Yes. Wasn't that to pump people up for two years later having episode one? No, they, they changed, changed it to episode four a lot sooner than that. That was, cause yeah. that was one thing growing up is a big discussion that I had many, many times with my friends is like, Oh, these are four, five and six. What, where it happened to one, two and three. I wonder if they're ever going to release those mm-hmm. you know, bum, that, for, bum, for bum. decades. We were talking about that, you know, what's going to happen. It, so, and then they released them, and we all know what happened. <laughs> I'm. I feel like in the deal between George Lucas and Disney, it's written in the contract that they can't go back and change anything else. But I kind of wish they would just remake one, two, and three. See, I'm in a different camp. I like them. I like the prequels. I know I'm probably the only person here who does, but I like the prequels. I don't. Uh, they're not as good as the original ones, but you well, know they're good. Here's the thing. I grew up watching one, two, and three before really watching four, five, and six. I remember I remember going to the midnight release of three when I was like ten, eleven years old over uh, like watch going watching four, five, and six on my TV. So my best memories with Star Wars have has always been either the video games or going to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Oh, well, so. I loved the movie. I loved the prequels when I saw them when I was a kid in theaters, because as a kid, you loved them. It's only oh. as I got older, I kind of looked back on them, and I went, you know, that was actually not as good as I thought it was. See, and I mean, it, I was 15 when Revenge of the Sith came out. I wasn't see, too old, but... I remember watching uh, Phantom Menace recently, and, you know... Uh, when they get to the pod racing theme, uh, not theme, the race, and oh my god, Anakin is just like weaving his way. Oh my god, he loses one of his pillars. How how is he gonna finish the race? Oh my god, oh my heart was throbbing. They needed more pod races in that series. Every it's, fucking thing, uh, uh, pod, pod races. It was no, no, the no, most no. thing in the movie, but it was the most spectacular to watch. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. I'll listen. If if they go back to four, five, and six, and they make Luke have to do a pod race at some point, I would not be mad. <laughs> Han Solo could join in as well. Here, he could be his like uh, running mate, I suppose. I All I'm saying is, I don't have any insider scoop. So anybody reading this and listening to the, if you're reading this, it's really weird. 
anybody listening to this or watching this or whatever, don't run this as like, you know, Fanboys Anonymous said that this is happening or whatever, but I would not be surprised if when we get all these spinoff movies that we get a pod race movie. You know what would be cool? I'm just saying, I remember going to like Chuck E. Cheese and they had like the pod racing game and like, oh my God. Oh, that was like my favorite game at Chuck E. Cheese. All I'm saying is, listen, you know, I know you guys already finished the movie, but if you want to go back into it at a pod racing uh, race, <laughs> I would not be upset. Just saying. Just trim down some of the Jabba the Hutt stuff at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, which goes on way too long, and put a pod race in there. Exactly. <laughs> so, those are my lists of all the things that I've uh, able to come across and stuff, and obviously there's some good stuff. Improving the graphics and whatever, I think we can all agree it's better to be able to see a lightsaber than for it to just disappear. True, <laughs> yeah. true. And some bad stuff, like, uh, you know, Greedo shooting first and Hayden Christensen as a ghost and the Max Rebo horrific band scene, which is just god-awful and should never be spoken of again. But the last thing I want to bring up when it comes to this topic that could maybe sway some opinions and stuff I'm going to already throw it out there that I hate this movie with a passion. I don't like it at all or whatever, but it's the best example for me to use is another, like, let's take it out of Star Wars. The Wizard of Oz. Black and white, Technicolor. If you guys do like the movie, do you have a preference? Wait, what are you saying? The, the Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Like, no, uh, like, like, put it all in color or 50 well, it was originally in black and white, and then it became Technicolor. Yes. Well, no, so, when it was first released, Wizard of Oz is the first movie ever to have color to it. But Technicolor is, like, added into it, though. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know about Technicolor, but I know it was colored when it first came out, like, in Oz and stuff. That mm -hmm. wasn't in black yeah, and white. Yeah, while, while she was in Oz, it was in color. It was the first time people had ever seen color in a film. Wait, wasn't it? I thought that there was original. It was in black and white. Still, no, no. That's how that shows how much I hate this movie. Then, Tony, <laughs> you don't even have your facts straight. Jesus, I will say it is Wizard of Oz. But it, uh, uh, you know, if you want to start to you know bring up that topic and the other things, there have been people that have said like, let's go back and make Clerks colored, and let's go back and do Gone with the Wind. You know, there there was that kind of mentality and stuff, and I think that there's sort of a, a split between opinions about that kind of stuff too is something like that where it's a movie is black and white and you want to just add color to it later on like if you were to add color to Citizen Kane that versus making changes to continuity and stuff like this which one do you think is the bigger issue is it better to take a black and white movie and make it color or is it better to actually change like story points tony i think you just answered the question yourself it's actually changing stuff after it's already finished there's nothing wrong with updating something by adding color to it i mean does and it need updated? i mean you know in this day and you know age kids no fuck most kids nowadays don't even know of a world where there's black and white television shit even I don't even know. I just only see some <laughs> movies. I mean, I've, I've seen Citizen Kane. I've, I've taken a lot of uh, like film classes, and I've seen movies in black and white, but I don't go out of my way to see a movie in black and white for the sake of seeing it in black and white. If you have the technology to update it, update that shit for crying out loud. It's not going to look good on my HDTV. Come on. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think adding plot points and characters that weren't there and scenes, that's way bigger than than changing the, you know, colorization or something. I remember that was a big thing in the 80s and 90s, and Ted Turner was at the forefront of that as far as colorization of old movies, and people got on him about that. That was almost controversial that he was going back and, you know, he was uh, on his cable network would air these movies, but they would update them and have them colorized, and a lot of people kind of threw a fit about that. So... I think that's not as big of a deal. I can understand that people want to see the originals, and I think the originals should be preserved. But colorization, I don't think, is as big of a deal. Even though it's the director's story, and if he would have had a chance to change it back in the past, he would have maybe made those changes? Listen, it, yeah. Technically, doesn't it kind of fall down to him? At well, the it's the, the technology day, that's available, yeah. Yeah, it was at the end of the day, I believe, of... Uh... If you go to any director in like the 1920s, it'd be like, hey, 
we can shoot this in color. Do you want it to be in color? Most of them would probably be like, yes, let's do it in the technology that's better. People will see it better. More people will want to see our movie because it's in color compared to black and white. I'm pretty sure the first thing they would say is, oh, shit, how did you get from the future? What the hell is this color device? Well, see, Tony, remember, internet connection. Tony, remember, internet connection. Anybody have made the argument back in the day of them being like, oh, well, now that we have the ability to have sound in movies, let's get the old, um, like the 1920s movies, the 1910s movies, and let's put voices and sound dubbed over them. Mm-hmm. See, I that's a very iffy, iffy territory because it really depends on what the, the director wants kind of in a sort of way. I mean, in most cases now, most of those actors are dead. So you won't be able to, but I believe I'm just saying, but you know, if the technology was available, most of these uh, directors would be like, yes, let's take advantage of this sound, color, all the above. Uh, But if you try to do that now, go back and add sound to a teep movie that or television show that didn't have sound. That's very shady territory because most likely they'll fuck up the editing because no one knows how to edit in this day and age. So, yeah. Well, going back to 1939, like we were talking about, Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz, do you think that those, just because we have the technology now, should they be re-released in 3D? I mean, yeah, we have the technology, we could do it, but I don't think it's necessary. I I don't think it's necessary, but my argument tends to go for if you prefer the originals, you can, if you can still buy the originals, you know, that's a different story. Then if you don't like the 3D release, you don't got to go pay see it. So they they kind of should agree. Like, well, I agree that there should be that choice. And with Star Wars, the original trilogy, you can't buy those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. That's, it's called eBay. How... <laughs> They're not legitimately released by yeah. the by yeah. I know. Blu-ray. I know what you mean. That's, so, I mean, that's the major thing that makes me mad is you can't buy the original ones. It should be a, it should be a choice. I think the the new technology and the updates and stuff are good but I don't think you should just completely scrap history. So I, I do have a question, and this is Star Wars related. So when it comes to the originals of the uh, 1, 2, and 3, I know they may re-release special editions. Do they have the original cuts on DVD anywhere? They do have the originals on DVD, I think, but it's from a couple years ago. So it's not like, it's not George the same. Lucas has bought them all and put them all in his basement. What was okay. that? George Lucas has bought them all and put them all in his basement. This. <laughs> <laughs> He just every year he has like a ceremonial burning of whatever other copies he could grab. <laughs> he buys all the copies that he releases. To make it's got like the like a pentagram set up he, in his basement. He did with and the Christmas all, specials, didn't he? It's all uh, like a shrine to a picture of Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with them doing away with the Christmas special. That was terrible. Yeah, that's that, that Ewoks like, special. Yeah, yeah. Again, see Ewoks. I'm glad I don't remember that. No problem with the Ewoks. <laughs> Those little bastards. Oh, uh, the Christmas special. Wasn't that the one where they went to Chewie's home planet? Yep. Yeah, they uh, went to Kashyyyk. And they celebrated Life Day or something? I have actually <laughs> oh, never seen that. Never. Which is terrible. So what you're saying is I should look this up right now and watch it. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I bet that I will. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to. You, you either should and witness the amazing terribleness of it or shouldn't and save yourself the so horrible effort. What you're saying is we should do a fan tracks of it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so I think that maybe the good middle ground argument here is if you release the originals for the people that want them, then that's good. But the special editions, as long as you don't change certain things are good and Continuity's continuity. I mean, technically now, Greedo did shoot first. If you want to do a flashback scene, it's going to be Greedo shooting first and stuff, so that's kind of weird, but uh, maybe that there's, like, a happy middle, sort of. Change all the graphics, update that stuff, less Max Rebo. Agreed. And more Jar Jar. (laughs) More Jar Jar. Jar Jar should be singing in the Max Rebo band. That's what he's been up to. (laughs) More What the hell? It can't be any worse, right? So the last thing that we're going to do here is just plug our latest stuff here and go around one by one, tell you guys what we're working on and anything else that we need to inform you on. Sam, you're first. Anything you want to throw out there? 
I have nothing to plug. I'm going for my PhD, and I don't know what sleep is anymore. <laughs> Sean? Premier Pals on the Facebook, Premier Pals on the Twitter. And YouTube is what? Shaughnessy? 1989. I knew there was numbers in there. <laughs> Angie? Nope, nothing. Christmas got me. <laughs> Kalen? Help me, Toby Mokano. Oh, crap. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Kalen Ferris. And Drew? Uh, you know, just, you know, follow me on the Twitters, Drusif White, YouTube, Make Frickin' Duncan, and uh, Mega Powers Radio for everything of your Mega Powers and podcast needs. You'll find Tony Mango there. You'll find Kalen Ferris there. You'll find Sean Walker there. Go there. You're what out. <laughs> All right, guys, from my side of things, obviously, of course, keep checking out fanboysanonymous.com for everything else that's happening with Star Wars Month. We got a couple articles that are just waiting to be posted. As I mentioned before, there's the one about uh, how to fix the prequel trilogy, which is the first ever edition of Fanboys Fix It, which maybe that'll become a video in the future. I don't know. If you're really interested in that, let me know. We've got some different things about who they should... uh, what they should be doing with Rogue One and references that they should be bringing out there. Who might die in The Force Awakens. So that's something that you would definitely want to check out before the 18th. And of course, when Star Wars comes out, we're going to be doing reviews on that. We're going to have a Minuteman review. We're going to do a review point. We got our movie club coming up soon where we're going to go through all six of the previous films one by one, talk about some more specific things. You know, if you liked our discussion about Jar Jar earlier, we're going to have three films to argue about that. And, uh, of course, you know, subscribe, like us, favorite us, follow us all over social media and stuff like that. And most importantly, leave your comments below. Tell us what you think between this topic. Are you pro original cut? Are you pro special editions? What's your favorite changes? Your least favorite changes? Did Han shoot first? Did Greedo shoot first? Tell us if you like Max Rebo. If you do, I'm going to downvote you, but still... <laughs> That's it, though, for this edition. The group meeting is adjourned. Thank you to all those listening. Thank you to all those on the panel. On behalf of them and all the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here tonight, I'm Tony Mango. No matter what, original or special edition, I'm a Star Wars fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out.